D-S-N-Y. I mean, not the news that we want, but the news that we deserve, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it's the news that we deserve. I think we deserve a lot better than this. I think we've been real troopers through this entire coronavirus thing. I know I have. I'm completely exhausted right now because it ruined my sleep schedule almost immediately. And now I'm working from home. Um, but I'm only working three days. So some days I'm up until like four o'clock in the morning and some days I'm trying to go to bed at midnight and it's just not working it's it's bad can relate i can also tell you that saturday night i <laughs> well sad friday and saturday i started watching a trashy netflix show and i told uh my good buddy caroline from twitter you know caroline oh yeah um and my good buddy willie from twitter that i was watching it so they got on saturday at two o'clock and started watch just started binge watching it and I was already like on the second to last episode and they were like, we'll let you know when we get there. So at like one in the morning, they were like, we're there. And I'm like, oh, let's do it. Let's go. So we all watched it together and it was a beautiful thing. Trashy TV brings everyone together. What was the trashy TV show? Uh, Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. Hilarious. Oh, I, I saw an ad for that. It's It looks like basically in coronavirus, all we're going to be getting is Tiger King and reality dating shows. Is that you know accurate? It, it's the perfect time to get it. That's it's the perfect time. It was the best time to watch it or else I probably never would have watched it. But at this point, yeah, I had to watch it. Of course. Well, Caroline would have gotten around to it eventually because apparently you're the exact same person. But this is true. This has been confirmed, actually. So <laughs> I don't know why. Literally, after I talked about Danny Phantom last week, she's like, uh, I love Danny Phantom. I was like, uh, I mean, me who, who did? Who didn't? Caroline. No, no, no. Who who didn't love Danny Phantom? Well, it was a great I show. Know. But who, yeah, I guess, I guess. You're right. Okay, you're right. Got some great artwork. I don't know. I don't know if my buddy Dan did that himself or if he if he found that and just happened to, like, have that in his camera roll. And then all of a sudden it pops out. It's like, oh, Yankees podcast talking about Danny Phantom. Good thing I have this photoshopped picture of Danny Phantom in a Yankees jersey. You're right. He probably made that a long time ago and was just waiting for an opportunity to use it because it's so good. <laughs> yeah, he knew it was going to come around eventually. I got to figure out how to get that to be our new podcast picture. I know. We'll figure it out. We'll find a way. I enjoy that. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, this is episode 53 of the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, uh, Crossing Broad and Warwick Gaming. Uh, as usual, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. Confirmed, still closed, so don't go there. But they are doing takeout. So, could be worse. Um, and social distancing, once again, even though everyone in the country wants to go back to work, which is stupid, but whatever. Yeah, it's tough, guys. It's really tough, but we got to hang in there. We just got to do it. All right. Well, we have baseball news this week for once. That's not Tommy Canely playing and will be the show. But that does come up at some point. So, you know, we will discuss yes, oh, that. Absolutely. Too. Yeah, we will discuss that, too. I mean, what do you want to start with? Uh, the Red Sox punishments, of course. <laughs> That's the only bit of actual baseball, except yeah, that true. the Chinese Baseball League is airing their games with an American commentating team. It's perfect. It's everything I wanted it to be and more. It's just... Just to have just a little bit of baseball at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, fantastic. Just classic. I know. Besides it's a lot the of, point, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's just what we needed because, uh, you know, obviously we're not doing anything over here in America, but apparently the Chinese league is, is getting things done. Yeah. And there was a benches clearing brawl too. And like the first thing they said was like, this never happens in, in this league. Like we never have benches, benches clearing. We never have people throwing at other people. Like, it's just it never happens. And all of a sudden, now that the Americans are watching, people want to get rowdy. Oh, absolutely. You can tell they they must have made just like a, a pact. They're like, OK, listen, at least one bench is clearing brawl. If it goes over well and we get more viewership, 
we'll do a few more throughout the season. Listen, I'm not advocating for players throwing at other players or getting in someone's face, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not going to watch the shit out of that. Like, that's that's must-see television. That's entertaining as hell. That's what it is, especially when there's nothing going on. You know, it's great to watch baseball, but watching baseball and then add in the prospect of a brawl, just just great. Just great. Absolutely. Okay, back to American baseball. Yes, sorry. Uh, the Red Sox were, quote-unquote, punished for their role in the sign-stealing scandal of the century. So, uh, like, the Astros were, quote-unquote, punished. So, really, were you expecting much? Because I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't expecting much because I really, like, I just don't think what the Red Sox did was actually that bad. It's, oh, we talked about it when it first broke. We're like, well, the Astros murdered somebody and the Red Sox got like a speeding ticket for going 11 miles per hour over the speed limit. Like it was just it was just nothing compared to be honest. The Yankees probably were doing something like what the Red Sox were doing. I don't know if they were relaying the signs, but I mean, they were definitely decoding them with the video in the back rooms. I don't know how they used that or if they just told players after games or if they tried to relay it to them. We'll probably never find out because coronavirus has made us forget all about this stuff. Um, but yeah, it just, it still seems like it's not enough. Even though the act wasn't that bad, it still seems like it's not enough. Right. I mean, they basically said that they gave a statistic. I'm trying to pull up the actual report here, but they gave a statistic about how um, the majority of the sign stealing moments happened when runners were on second base. So, you know, like regular sign stealing. But like, I I just don't I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. I mean, if they're decoding the signs in the replay room, then relaying it to someone in the dugout who has to relay it to someone who's already in scoring position only at second base. So they have to be at second. You can't get them from third. And then they have to then identify the sign and relay it to the hitter. Like that's so much has to go exactly right. And you can't be the guy at second base who relays a sign to the hitter and then gets the sign wrong. Like if you tell a hitter, like I'm absolutely positive, this is going to be a slider. I, t I got the signs. I got the relay. It's going to be a slider. And then someone throws gas high and in like it's not going to go over well in the clubhouse. Right. Exactly. It's um, it's very, very interesting. Um, yeah, looking through it, obviously the Boston Red Sox, you know, they were very good in 2018. Very good. Very, very good. And then last year they were nothing. I mean, it's it's just really hard to sit there and be like, are you sure this is all? But they've took they've taken so much time to analyze this. It's almost like, really? Really? And especially with Alex Cora at the helm. You're telling me if Alex Cora, who is one of the maybe – maybe scapegoats from the Houston Astros in 2017 going over to the Boston Red Sox in 2018 and being like, Oh yeah, no sign stealing. We're not going to do that. I don't know. I find that really, really hard to believe. I, I don't trust it. No, they were definitely doing it. And that's the thing that really gets me is they only lost one draft pick, a second rounder in 2020. And that didn't really process in my head until I saw David Mendelson. I don't know if you know him. He's one of the John Boy media guys. Big baby Davy. Yeah. He tweeted out that the Yankees lost more draft picks for signing Garrett Cole than the Red Sox lost for breaking the rules of baseball, uh, which puts that in quite, quite the perspective. And then you give Alex Cora a 2020 suspension, which really could mean nothing. Yeah. And it's the same thing as Jeff Lunau and AJ Hinch, where it's like, right. oh, well, yeah, like, yeah, you're suspended. But we're not really playing this year anymore, um, but we're not going to extend that suspension. So it's basically like you just took a year off. That's it. Which everyone took a year off. So, you know, yeah, it's everyone went on vacation. And we just pressed pause for an entire year and then you could just come back like nothing ever happened. Yeah, I mean, this this is all tough. Obviously, when the whole Houston Astros thing came out, you knew the Red Sox weren't going to get quite quite the quote-unquote punishment um, that the Astros did. But at this point, I was almost like, it, it, the news came out, I was like, I forgot. I forgot this was still going on because it went on forever. Forever. 
Yeah, and everyone's saying they're just trying to sneak it in because we have all the coronavirus stuff going on. We have the NFL draft coming up tomorrow. Like, this is the perfect time for them to just, like, maybe let's just drop this in here. And by the time tomorrow rolls around, people will forget it even happened again. Because you're right. I, I did forget that the Red Sox were under investigation, too. For Yeah. I guess Hasn't been mentioned weeks. for a very long time. Yeah, since baseball stopped, it, the Red Sox just went completely out of my mind. Right. It's, uh, yeah, the freaking Boston Red Sox. Once again, getting away with stuff, but... Listen, they said there's no, uh, you know, I'm just glad the Yankees weren't being investigated. That's all. <laughs> Not saying Absolutely. that they like necessarily have done anything wrong or anything quite as bad. But at the same time, like you, they're not under scrutiny at the moment. You know, they're not being looked at. And I'm sure several other teams have some sort of sign stealing or sign altering or, you know, something like that. I'm sure that they all kind of have that. And these are the two teams that got picked out. And they just happen to be the two worst teams. But it's okay. We can celebrate because the New York Yankees were not under investigation. And they were not even questioned about sign stealing. So Absolutely. Also, speaking of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, uh, two things. One, when Joe Kelly Fight Club's anniversary came around, I was reinvigorated with my anger. Because every Red Sox fan thinks he won that fight, but he didn't. Nobody yeah. hit anybody until Aaron Judge came in and threatened Joe Kelly's life with his shoulder and arm. This like, is true. This is true. Um, I actually Joe Kelly like a hero. He didn't even do anything. He olayed the fight. I watched the breakdown um, the other day, too. And I was I was showing my roommate some of the breakdown videos that John Boy has done. So I watched that one specifically. And it's so funny because the two of them just like dove at each other but like both entirely missed and they didn't do anything and then Aaron Judge comes along and he's like ah headlock you know like <laughs> yeah that's uh, I mean that's one of my favorite pictures just everyone fighting around everybody and Aaron Judge is just holding Joe Kelly's head in his arms like a small bird uh, well he didn't crush that bird by the way did you see that Joe Kelly um posted a video where he was throwing at this freaking giant net. Did oh, huge net. Huge net. Yeah, huge net. Freaking giant net. And what does he do? He throws to the right of it, completely the misses the net, and hits the house. That that net had to be like 20 feet by 20 feet. That's <laughs> and embarrassing. He's, he's a professional pitcher. That's and embarrassing. He... That's like 50 cent stuff right there. Oh, my he's God. He's not 50 that's... cent. Or is he? No. Have you seen the two of them in the same place? I don't think they're the same person. Not going to lie. Okay. Hey, whatever. But listen, the guy is a professional pitcher. He paints the corners or tries to for a living. And he freaking misses the net. Like, what has he been doing this offseason? Yeah, at least 50 Cent has an excuse. He's probably like never. He probably hasn't played baseball since maybe he was 12. If he played in Little League, like. I mean, he grew up in New York City, so I don't know if he played Little League Baseball. It's not as popular as basketball or football or whatever. But he at least has an excuse. Joe Kelly gets paid to throw a baseball. And the other thing that really bothered me was the target in the net was like 10 feet up. Mm-hmm. I, like, that makes no sense to me. Uh, what, what are you aiming at? Well, apparently nothing. Because if he was aiming at something, I would be... Very embarrassed. I'm still embarrassed for him, but yeah, he wouldn't have a broken window. How mad do you think his wife was? was just oh, come so out pissed like... off. Yeah. She probably went on a whole rant like, "Um, excuse me, you're a professional baseball player. I set up this 25 foot net here because I figured I would give you some leeway, but I didn't realize you were that bad. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if she leaves him. I'm sorry. Ooh, oh boy. Listen, okay. I'm. Listen, I listen. You set that kind of thing up. This guy misses. How could he be a baseball player? How do you do that? I don't know. Even I wouldn't miss that. My two-year-old cousin has better aim than that. Oh man! All right. Well, that brings us to our next point in the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Uh, last night, I think it was last night. Yeah, Tommy Canely was scheduled to play Eduardo Rodriguez in the MLB The Show Players League. Guess who had, quote-unquote, convenient internet problems? Oh, internet problems, game thumb with uh, Chris mm. Sale. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, unbelievable. I think that makes Eduardo Rodriguez now two and thirteen on the season. So he just knew the Yankees Red Sox rivalry was coming up and all of a sudden the internet doesn't work. I'm just saying it's a little bit suspicious. It's very suspicious, especially once again, if you're a professional baseball player. Yeah, huh. I think he's I think he's in way over his head. I think he played the first round like Tommy did and just lost a bunch. And instead of being like, all right, well, I'll go back and practice and maybe actually learn how to play the game. Uh, he was just like, this is stupid. What are we even doing here? I mean, to be completely honest, I'm quite surprised that it's him playing. Why not Chris Sale? Apparently, he's the video game guy, right? Or Chris, yeah, not Chris Sale. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Sale. Um, Wasn't it him? David I... Price. Ooh. Bye. Oh, well. Um, yeah, but also Eduardo Rodriguez, I don't really know him for having that great a personality. Well, like, exactly. You know, I, I feel he like just the, seems boring. I feel like the target of all this was to showcase more personalities and show that Major League Baseball players are people, too. And like, who wants to do that with someone who's going to sit there and be like. Just like that, no one can see me, but I'm just sitting here like yeah, he's just like playing a game. Like you can do that right. with anybody. You don't have to. You don't need a stream for that. It makes no difference whatsoever. I mean, you think the Yankees picked Tommy Canely because he's the best MLB of the show player? I uh, guarantee you, he is not. <laughs> I guarantee that he is terrible. Yes, but, but um, I think, and maybe now's a good time to do it. Um, James, you talked about apologizing to him. I refuse to apologize, and I'll explain why. But are you going to apologize to Tommy Canely? Yes, I'm going to apologize to Tommy Canely because after his first week of the MLB The Show Players League, he played four games in the first round. He lost every single one of them decisively. And I got on this podcast, and I said, I don't think he's ever played this game before, which was accurate. But now he's winning games, so everything's fine. And I owe Tommy Canely an apology because he's in the playoff hunt again. So he needs all the support he can get. He's probably not going to get there because I don't think he's as good as the young guys in the league who really like they they play. They really play like Fernando Tatis killed him in, in the show. It wasn't even funny. It wasn't fun to watch at all. And Tommy wasn't having fun. He was just going, oh, what is that? What is that? Every time he threw a pitch. Uh, typical Tommy. But yes, um, I refuse to apologize to Tommy Canley. Um Tommy, listen, I respect the hell out of you, but you only chose Brett Garner to come into the game once. Um, you haven't called on him since. You keep calling on Mike Talkman. Love Mike Talkman. He hit a home run yesterday. Um, you know, great guy, but I listen, you can't pass up on the vet all the time. You just can't. I, I yeah. refuse to accept that. And for that, I'm not going to apologize. And I'm no, upset. Absolutely. And you shouldn't. At the very least, he could put Brett Gardner in as a defensive substitution. Exactly. But no, alas, Brett Gardner just sits on the bench wasting away. You he know? should know he's going after your personal brand. He should. I'll make sure he knows because that would be the reason that I would watch his Twitch streams. I stopped watching, Tommy. I have. Because Brett Gardner wasn't getting in the game. No, but let's pretend yes. No, I just stopped watching because I, I keep forgetting when they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually, I keep forgetting when they are, too. I need uh, I need Newman to text in the Slack channel every week. Every time Tommy's playing, he just sends me a text. and be like, hey, like, you're covering Tommy's game tonight, right? I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I know. Yes, I am. I got it. I got it. Because that's, that's all we have right now. This summer, we were supposed to be covering the Yankees, and instead, I'm covering Tommy Canely playing a video game. So. Not, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um. And then also, I was, I was gonna. I'm so sorry. Today's been just an off day. Um, nope, nope. Don't remember. Yep, remember. Okay, Tommy Canley, um, definitely big video game guy because he was playing. Uh, I don't know these war games or whatnot. What was he playing with? Uh, Mike Talkman. He's playing some game. I know. I know it's Call of Duty. I don't know the name of the new one though. Oh, okay. So it was Call of Duty. Um, 
so saw video uh big baby david uh posted on twitter as well um the video of tommy canely and basically they're talking about dj lemayhew and they're like oh dj doesn't want to play with us and that broke my heart but we all know that dj is a machine and like he has to go to bed at nine o'clock or ten o'clock so that he can be fully rested come morning and fully charged but the funny part was one of the videos when they were explaining and tommy canely goes Oh yeah, I heard that he's. Uh, I heard that he's going to play at Steinbrenner Field tomorrow because they're open. Journalism. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's what it. journalism that's the big has break come right to. There. Yeah, you heard that the Steinbrenner Field was going to reopen, and that DJ Lemayhew passed up on playing Call of Duty so he can get a good night's sleep. Right. Right. That's that's what we're that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at because nothing else is happening. But um, also the other thing too that. Um, I saw the other day was uh, the Yankees getting involved with a certain Boston area athlete who is now in Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, Tampa Bay. Um, I think that it's either Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady. I'm not sure which one they went with, but um, I think they're going with both. Yeah, they probably are. Um, But apparently Tom Brady was uh, working out at a park and they got people got mad at him in Tampa. They're like, oh, you can't do that, blah, 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 blah. which is weird because Florida people don't care about social distancing. I think no, they just and also don't like he's their quarterback now. Right. Exactly. So whatever. He apparently got in trouble for that. So the Yankees went on Twitter and were like, hey, yo, like we know a nice park you could work out at if you need to. Wink, wink. Hence Steinbrenner Field. Honestly, I don't like this. I think it's good for media attention, you know, having Tom Brady work out on one of the backfields or whatnot if he wants to. Ooh, but I'm still having a very hard time with Tom Brady just because he's Tom Brady and he's Boston area and now he's in Tampa Bay and it's all very confusing and I don't know where our loyalties are supposed to lie. Are we supposed to yeah, like no, him? Keep, keep Tom Brady out of my area. I don't want Tom Brady in my airspace. When I'm talking about the Yankees online, I don't want to hear anything about Tom Brady. I well, hate sorry. Tom Brady. I'm, I'm telling you about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay right now, and the Yankees are inviting him to use Steinbrenner Field. Can you imagine being hey. in the same area as DJ LeMayhew? Like, he's just trying to suck the greatness out of DJ. He's trying to suck the roboticness so that he can stop getting old and he can be immortal. Can't I think do that's it. what's going on. DJ LeMayhew is the Terminator. He's part of Skynet. Skynet wins. Hmm. Okay, so maybe DJ LeMayhew will will take care of that on his own. Like, we don't have to worry about it anymore. Tom Brady will just disappear and, you know, get away from all of our minds anyway. We'll be like, Tom Brady, who is that? And he's just gone. That would be totally fine with me. Hate Tom Brady. He's too perfect. Fuck that guy. He's not perfect, to say the least. Trust me, I've watched him over the past couple years. He's not perfect. But, yeah, I know. I understand where you're coming from, but the Yankees are inviting him. They're getting involved, and I would say, you know, stay away, but they're getting involved. Speaking of well-known athletes, A-Rod. A-Rod wants to buy the Mets, still. Alex Rodriguez going for it. I mean, he wants to win more World Series. I don't know if buying the Mets is the way to do it, but eh, he could at least try, right? Him and J-Lo, they're going to combine their money and they're working with J.P. Morgan to try to get the rest of the finances together. Uh, I saw somewhere that their team's expected to sell for $1.6 billion, which is significantly less than the two point six that the original, I, who was it, Stephen Cohen? Yeah, who, yeah he was going to buy them for two point six, and the Wilpons backed out because they wanted the TV station deal still. Which was stupid, but now they're going to lose a billion dollars on the team. So very Mets, very Mets. Yeah, but then you got A Rod and you got J Lo, and that's uh, that's pretty good, honestly. I mean, obvi- obviously A Rod is trying to follow in Derek Jeter's footsteps, which I don't think he should do because he stepped away from Derek Jeter and he blossomed. He really became his own kind of person, and now he's yeah. Trying I mean, he to got engaged to J Lo without Derek Jeter. This is true. This is true. So you can't really, really peak know. any more than that. Right, exactly. But yes, um, I did see that in the news. That's more more baseball news. Look at that. There's just so much going on. I think so I'd much. be legitimately afraid of the Mets, like in the future, if A Rod mm-hmm. bought them. So they like he would actually run it like a baseball team is supposed to be run. 
And that would be extremely scary to me. Oh, yeah. I've talked a lot of shit to a lot of Mets fans. Um, okay, so the other thing about Yankees Mets is perfect time to, um, you know, both teams obviously are, are paying uh, full time employees through the month of May because that's what a lot of the baseball teams are doing, which is great. Um, but I did see an article yesterday about um, a pair of uh, Yankees and Mets fans are suing uh, basically about like season tickets and stuff like that. I'm trying to like get all the details, but. Um, basically they're upset because they bought tickets and there's going to be no games. Fair, but wouldn't they just get a refund on the tickets? I don't really understand. So apparently one of the gentlemen said is his Mets plan cost $1,730. And he made the first payments to the team of about $317 last year. Um, Another fan said she paid $926 to Ticketmaster and planned to take her grandson to a Red Sox-Yankees game. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. Apparently... And uh, the lawsuit quotes, the defendants continue to retain enormous profits from tickets sold for the 2020 MLB season at the expense of fans' financial hardship, the suit says. Interesting. I think a plan is going to emerge when it's more convenient. It's not really a convenient time to be thinking about returning money uh, because the league isn't actually the league right now. Correct. Like, let's worry about baseball first and then we'll figure out how to pay everybody back. I I think you're on the right track here. I mean, I understand they're upset and, you know, who knows what's happened with the state of employment and things like that, too. But, yeah, right now, I mean, I don't think you're going to get anything back once the season is fully, fully, you know, done. I'm sure people will be getting refunds. I'm sure things will be coming back, too. But I I just don't I don't see it right now. But, yeah, no, they're they're taking a taking a stand and they're teaming up to sue Yankees and Mets fans. I had to get my $5 back for the tickets I had for early April. Damn it. $5 too, I guess actually. $5. Yeah. I'm going to sue for $5, sue the Yankees for $5 for tickets that I didn't even actually buy. Dude, if you're going to sue, you got to go big or go home at least five, uh, $5 and 25 cents. Of course. No, you got to be like the guy who sued the Yankees because they ruined his career by having Derek Jeter at shortstop. This is the true. guy who never made it above double A, who was at not even a good hitter. He was terrible at everything. But because Derek Jeter existed, they just they screwed him. They screwed him. So very clearly, it became so clear. Imagine what the future would have looked like if he actually played instead of Derek Jeter. Yeah, and he also sued the NFL because he went to uh, he went to a gym that had a Pro Scout tryout day, and he didn't get an offer. So he sued the gym and the NFL. So they didn't do their job. That's the kind of yeah, that's the kind of kind of action I'm going to be taking for my five dollars and twenty five cents. Good, go big or go home. You got this. You got this. Um, I also noticed that today is a very special day in history. In 2018, Glaber Torres made his major league debut, and now he's oh, just our, our favorite, favorite infielder. Just a a wonderful player, sweet swing. Oh, I can watch Glaber Torres swinging highlights all day long, all day. So, and then they they posted a video about his kind of like journey and trip and stuff like that. So incredible, I love it. If you haven't, if you want to learn about more more about Glaber Torres, you should go to um, listen to R2C2. Um, they did interview him back in the very beginning, and his interview was one of the the best I've seen so far because he explained about you know coming to the states when he first did, um, not being able to speak the language, you know, really having to adjust, um, and then moving going to the Yankees, and like he didn't know that he was traded to the Yankees until like. Someone told him and he's like, is it true? And he had to like call his agent. He's like, is this true? Like, I didn't know because someone saw it on Twitter or something. So mm-hmm. he had to call his agent and ask about it and just makes Flavor Torres so much better. I just love this man. That's uh, that's always ridiculous how that happens. Players find out they get traded or, or cut or whatever on Twitter instead of from their own agent or from their own team. But speaking on Glaber Torres, he is 
quite possibly the most important person in my life. Right now or forever? Probably forever. Um, <laughs> unless he goes to another team in free agency, in which case, haven't decided if I'm going to follow him. I mean, that's what I would do with Brett Gardner. And this uh, this season's going to be real weird because he doesn't have the opportunity to prove himself. And it's already on a one-year deal. So who knows what's going to happen. But yeah, I agree with you. Okay. So you would bounce loyalties for Glaber Torres. I think so. Mm. He would have to do he would have to do something really obnoxious for me to be like, all right, get out of here, Glaber. I don't think he could. I don't think he's no, capable of it. I don't think he could either. That's <laughs> why that's why I've hitched my wagon to the Glaber train. Well, good, good. I think you're in for a nice smooth ride. Um, another thing I came across today, which I sent to you before, I don't know if you got a chance to look at it, was an article yet. by Molly Knight of The Athletic that was just all baseball dogs. The whole thing. Listen, was it just baseball dogs? Where are the baseball cats? Why can't Where we are a few baseball, baseball cats? cats? I saw, oh, who's, I can't remember whose animal it was, but they're, the dog and the cat were like best friends and they were sitting on the couch together just like hanging out probably the two most photogenic animals I've ever seen too. It was ridiculous. And I was like, this mm. is awesome. This is, this is the content that I've needed since baseball has gone. Oh boy. Well, you want to know what's going on in uh boomer David Wells's world. Yikes. He's yeah. not on a hot streak. He's not on a hot streak. He's struggling, but I will say that, um, David Wells was helping to raise some money for, uh, for coronavirus. Uh, I don't know if it's for, what is it for? But for something to do with COVID-19. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if it is like a certain charity or whatnot. Um, but he's been auctioning off stuff from his playing days on Twitter. Oh, at least he's helping. Well, yes. However, he uh, auctioned off four game-used signed protective cups from the 1993 season oh i saw that picture yeah that was oof that was so, not great and he advertised them as face masks too oh i didn't see that <laughs> unbelievable well, i found this picture though oh! the dog and the cat it I was love jeff McNeils. but yeah he uh that's what he's doing um he pulled in five thousand two hundred and fifty dollars by selling four of them um, and what was the other thing about it? Oh, yeah. So basically, he, he just kind of was like, yeah, I'm auctioning things off. I think he should have called it Cups for a Cause. That would have been great. I'm going to be honest, been nice. though, I'm, I'm kind of worried about the mental state of somebody who would buy David Wells' old cup. That's just, I mean, I love baseball. I don't think I would buy, like, if I saw Derek Jeter's cup for sale on eBay, think i would just skip over it i don't yeah. i love Derek jeter but i don't think i want his cup that would be a really weird thing to explain like if i just had it like sitting in my living room like people put out talking pieces for dinner parties and then they say well what is this cup doing here well let me tell you that just, was Derek jeter's <laughs> just just bring it out to the dinner table and like flip it over and use it as like you know for your mashed oh. potatoes like I some i feel like some people would do that now, there is some crazy psychopath who's going to wear a David Wells cup to work every single day. And they're going to be like, it's like an accountant who's just, there's no reason that they would ever need to have a cup. There's nothing dangerous going on around them. The most danger they're ever in is getting a paper cut when they take their copies out of the photocopier. And they're just going to be walking around the office with David Wells's cup strapped around. Listen, that's uh that's very interesting. You know, he's he's definitely written some books. He has an autobiography. Um, I'm sure he could sign that and send that. Like, I feel like that would be appropriate. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of things David Wells could have sold. Old gloves, old batting gloves. Well, he didn't bat, but you know what I mean? Like old stuff like that. But no, no, he settles on the uh the interesting stuff. Well, if people are willing to pay for it and it's going for a good cause, I don't think I can really knock it too much. That's true. I mean, besides, I, it's not like I have anything special that I could auction off. Like, I could auction off this water glass that I drink out of for every podcast. How much do you think I could get for that? Mm, I don't know. We're going to have to put that out on Twitter. 
It's a super high quality glass too. I got it from Kohl's. Um, it came in a pack of six. Uh, some of my favorite glasses, but yes, I drink out of this like a lot, so I could auction it off, and I feel like that would bring in some good dough. We'll do that. I'll after after this, I'll I'll clip this, I'll put it on Twitter, and we'll start a little bidding war for your water glass. Yes. What about my Simba that I sleep with every night? What do you think that could get? Like he's super cute, is he not? Definitely, definitely an adorable stuffed animal. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to. Uh, no, don't, don't put him up there. I don't want to get rid of him. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to sell okay. him. I'm going to outbid okay, we'll whoever leave... bids. Yes. Yeah, Simba... Whoever bids well, for my stuff. If you outbid, then you're really donating that money to charity. So maybe we just put it up there with the guarantee that you have unlimited funds and you can just bid and bid and bid <laughs> until you give all of your money to charity to keep your stuffed animal. Yeah, but like I guess I'm getting a stuffed animal in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm essentially like trying to one. give it away, but it just doesn't. He doesn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's what we'll, we'll auction. We'll auction stuff off and then donate the money to coronavirus. Feel like there's probably better ways to raise money, but this is the one that we have. Yep, this is it: a water glass and a stuffed Simba. Oh man, I'm running out of baseball topics. I know. I have no more baseball topics. We covered everything. Oh, um, no, we did not. Uh, so there's been talk this week of uncertainty surrounding Derek Jeter's induction ceremony. My thoughts, it can't happen. I don't think it can happen. Yeah, I, I think they'd have to delay that. Which is really sad because he's, well, sad and good that they might delay it because he's obviously going to draw the most people. Like, Derek Jeter is just a staple of so many people um, and their childhood. And even those that, you know, had known the Yankees even before that, he really kind of helped propel them into that um, late 90s surge and the dynasty. So you're going to get a lot of people going there and you have to postpone it. You just have to. Absolutely. I mean, Derek Jeter was my entire childhood. There was like there was nobody else that was Derek Jeter in any sport, any team. It was just Derek Jeter in New York. That was the only shortstop I knew until he retired. And then we had Eduardo Nunez taking over over there. Eduardo Nunez. Good times. Good times. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, that's why when I was a kid, I only wore number two. Um, you know, on the Little League teams and stuff, that was that was my number. Um, always wanted to play shortstop when I played. Um, you know, it's just he really made such an impact. And it's really sad to be like, oh, sorry, you're, the biggest day of your life is going to be postponed. But you know what? Would you rather have that or would you rather have nobody there to experience it like in person? That's fair. I would probably vote for postpone. I think he's going to want his family there. Yeah, for sure. Hmm, that makes me sad, though. Oh, it man. does. All those hotels are just going to go unoccupied now. Only you know, out it's in funny. New York. One of the, one of the ladies that um I is one of our referral sources, so I work with her pretty frequently. She was like, she joined a Zoom call and she was in a hotel. She's like, oh, I'm at a hotel, and we're like, what? She goes, oh yeah, like I'm I'm at the hotel uh, this place, and it was ba- basically like five minutes down the road. And we're like, why are you in a hotel? Like, is it, did something happen? Like, you know, water main break, you know, power outages, stuff like that. And she's like, no, it was just really cheap. So I went here and now I'm getting room service. And I was like, <laughs> she's living life. Man, if I could live that life, I would. I would do it. I don't know how she did it, but she's like, yeah, it was like $49 a night. And I was like, oh. She's like, yeah, and they uh, they bring up room service for you. And I was like, well, this is looks like something I'm going to have to do. So just just casually just be check into a hotel in your own hometown. Just spend some <laughs> yeah, money. Just I just want the I just want the treatment. I just want the room service. I just want to hang out and, you know, maybe go swimming. I don't know if they have an indoor pool. Hotels with indoor pools are always the best. They just be like, oh, where are you traveling from? Oh, Syracuse. You, ma'am, you're aware you're still in Syracuse, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. And just silence. I would just stare at them in silence. Yeah, what's your point? What are you, what are you getting at here? 
So, um, also, have you seen the uh, the Bronx bracket? I know everyone's kind of doing brackets and stuff like that um, online, but on Twitter there is the Bronx bracket, um, and I'm trying to figure out if it's the Yankees that are doing it or I think it is. They're down to the final four now. I don't think I've seen this yet. I've probably come across it and just like didn't think anything of it. Um, so what they post internet trends nowadays. <laughs> so what they've been doing is yes, it's through the New York Yankees Twitter, um, but they're doing it through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram Story. Basically, they took each uh, corner of the bracket and they separated it. So there's a corner of the bracket with moments from 1903 to 1948. Oh, yeah, yep. So the winner of that bracket was Gehrig's farewell speech, which mm-hmm. chills to this day. Just wow. Um, 1976 to 2000, um, the winner of that was actually the number one seed in the bracket, the World Series three-peat from 1998 to 2000. Wow, the 14th seed made a run. Yeah, well, it's pretty impressive. Um, just for reference, the 14th seed is Mariana Rivera's playoff scoreless innings, which are super impressive, like incredibly impressive. Yeah, they don't call him the best closer in baseball for nothing. Yeah, that's true. Um, then you've got Mid-City Marvels, which Mid-Century Marvels, oh, my bad, uh, 1949 to 1975. Um, and that was Don Larson's World Series perfect game, which is still, to date, I believe, the only perfect game in the World Series ever. Yeah, it doesn't happen too often. Seems like a pretty important moment. Right. Um, and I actually tried to follow that. Um, I tried to watch that actual game on YouTube, but they didn't have the full game. Um, unfortunately they did have a radio call of it, which was very interesting, but I just couldn't sit there and listen to the radio for a long time. Um, and then 2001 to present. And this one was a surprise. Well, I guess not really a surprise, but lots of Derek Jeter moments. Um, <laughs> yeah, looking at it, he had, he had three of the final four in this bracket. Correct. So, uh, the final four in this bracket were Jeter's flip play. Um, Derek Jeter becomes Mr. November. It was also Matsui's 2009 World Series Game 6 performance, which awesome. was also incredible. Awesome. Um, and then Derek Jeter's walk-off in his final home game. Uh, so the winner of that one was actually the number eight seed, which was Jeter's The Flip Play. Um, That's rated way too low. It is. It is. That's like the thing sure. you think of when you think of Derek Jeter. You think The Flip. The Flip Play. Right. That's Derek Jeter. You know, I saw him talking to Harold Reynolds um, at one point, and they were kind of going over The Flip Play. And he was explaining what he was doing, why he was doing it. And it's just incredible to hear it, you know, from his mind, one of the smartest baseball minds um, about why he did what he did, because not many people would do that. And they pulled up a clip of him from another game that was pretty a pretty similar play. And he did the exact same thing. Like he didn't do the flip, but he did the exact same run through, went to that exact same position and just did it. It's like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know. Right. I don't know why it's such a big deal. This is the play I'm supposed to make. Right, exactly. Um, and you know what's really funny is imagine if at that point they didn't have re or they did have replay or something like that. Um, because if they called him safe, like there's no way to overturn that. Like that's one of the greatest calls in history, and the ump made the right call. Yeah, it's one of those old school plays where the ump just looks like, wow, you put like so much effort into this play. There's just no way that I can call this guy safe. Like, like can I you imagine if it. they did if they did call him safe? I'm sure if he slid, they probably would have called him safe. Like that's the thing oh, he with, definitely like, should have slid. Yeah, exactly. But that is the thing is like, just imagine if they had called him safe. Like, what would have happened? Like that play would have just been gone forever. It would have probably wouldn't cool have made looking. it to the final four of the bracket. I wouldn't think so. But yeah, there's some pretty good options in here. So this Saturday, they're going to be picking the winner. And um, I like all these moments. I like them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool to be a Yankees fan when you have all these amazing moments in baseball history. It's all right. Too many. We had to make a whole bracket, 64 of them. And even that didn't cover all of them. Right, exactly. There were definitely some missing for sure. For sure. Let's see. I want to see what the, what the worst rated play was that made it into this bracket. I just accidentally closed it. I shouldn't have done that. That was pretty dumb. Oh, yeah. That was kind of stupid. Yeah. Was okay. kind of dumb uh, on your part. Yeah. Judges 52 home runs in 2017. That's the 16 seed. 
Barra, Yogi Berra winning back-to-back MVPs. 16 seed. Pretty impressive. 16 seed. Oh, wow. That's uh... Jeffrey Mayer's catch. It's another one. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man, what a moment. Oh, my gosh. There's so many moments, like, if you're looking back, that could have could have easily gone the other way. It's just incredible. Absolutely. Chandler's 1.64 ERA in 1943. Pretty impressive. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm really surprised that Mariana Rivera's uh, scoreless streak got in there so far. Like, that's pretty incredible. Well, it's Mo. Everybody loves Mo. Mo does everything right all the time. That's true. He could do no wrong. Nope. And he played very well until his very last day. You made it sound like he's no longer with us. Well, he's no longer with the Yankees. He's still around. Yes, this is true. He's still around. We love Mariano Rivera. We think he's fabulous. Just love that man. Absolutely. That's just one of those players where it's like, even at the end of Jeter's career, people started turning on him because he wasn't playing as well. And it's just like, that's, I mean, that's the captain. That's Derek Jeter. And you're turning on him because he's in his late 30s and he's not playing the same way he played when he was 27. Like, never happened to Mo. He was just equally good. Right, right, exactly. Now, I, you know, I miss the good old days of baseball. So now all we can do is reminisce. Ugh. I'm going to get tired of reminiscing real soon. I need baseball back. I need it. I've already been tired of reminiscing, but I've decided that this week I'm going to watch that game from uh, 2017 where they came back against the Orioles and Matt Holiday hit a walk-off home run because Matt Holiday! That was Jacoby Ellsbury. Did he hit a grand slam in that game? Am I remembering that correctly? He did, yes. Jacoby? Who? Who? Uh, I was like, I, I've been playing a lot of the show lately because there's no actual baseball. And I got Jacoby Ellsbury's card in a pack. It's ranked, ranked not very well. She's 56 overall free agent. Oh, it's ugly. It's ugly out there for Jacoby Ellsbury. Well, I mean, he, he never got signed. I don't know what he's doing or what he's going to be doing. Um, so maybe he's just kind of enjoying it right now. I'm pretty sure he's retired. If he's, I don't, I he mean, we don't to. even know that Jacoby Ellsbury is still around. They might've just shipped him off to some beach in the Caribbean. And just be like, all right, Jacoby, just hang out here for a little while. We'll call you we'll when call it's time. Ya. Yeah. We'll call you when we need you for sure. Yeah. We'll keep paying you until we don't feel like paying you anymore. And then we're going to sue you. But you really think they would do that? Yeah, they did. All oh, right, duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's that, that, been so can you long. believe that? That was only like three months ago. It's been. <laughs> it feels so like it was long. seven years ago. Yeah. Oh, three months ago we were talking about the Houston Astros cheating and the Yankees trying to get their Jacoby Ellsbury money back. Oh man, good times, good times. Back when there was hope for the future. I can't wait for the off season. I can't believe I said that, but I just can't wait for the off season. Just for like things to happen again like right now i don't think i'll ever be better at writing entire articles out of literally nothing than i am right now i'm covering tommy canely playing video games every like every game every game i'm writing 500 words on it hey you gotta do what you gotta do remember we've talked about this (sighs) i just got my stuffed animal back with me just so everyone knows how much i use him so how much like allison is on him like He's trying to we, trying to up the price here. We hugged Allison Simba. <laughs> like, look how valuable, look how valuable this stuffed animal is. Up the price, donate. See it, see it. He still got the tag on too. Where's the cat? We haven't seen the cat once. Oh, I locked her out and pissed at her. Ooh, what happened? Um. Well, my roommate has plants, and my cat's been like jumping on top of them, like the plant plant pots. I almost called them plant bowls, but I just did. So there you go. Um, so now we know what jumping. your first instinct was. Yeah. <laughs> so she's been jumping on the, um, the potted plants in order to get up to the next potted plant in order to try and eat the next one. And she knocked one over, like completely knocked one over the pot didn't break, but there was dirt everywhere. Oof. So I'm not happy with her. So you're mad at Tori. 
Yeah, she just she tried to get in the room three times during this podcast. Hmm. Scratching at the door. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. So I wasn't sure if anyone heard or not, but I was getting real annoyed too. Like, All right. Well, I thinks, think I think we've officially run out of topics. Do that. To nope. Nope. Listen, she <laughs> thinks she can do that. Tori, if you're listening to this, you can't do that. I brought you into this home with the expectation that you would follow my rules as long as you live in this house. She doesn't care. Doesn't care. Your cat has no boundaries. No, she doesn't. All right. Well, we we have officially run out of things to talk about. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap it up there for the week. Uh, somehow made it to 50 minutes again. I don't think we've talked about baseball in 20, but. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least we got a half an hour in there, pretty much. Absolutely. Of actual baseball news. The Red Sox. That's so a maybe, real team. Maybe it's only up from here. Who knows? Oh, I don't believe that at all. I'm, so, I'm pretty scared. Like, imagine... We've run out of stuff to talk about during the dog days of summer when there's actually baseball. Imagine the dog days of summer when there's no baseball at all. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why'd you do that? Why did you do that? I'm sorry. That was a bad note to end it on. Oh, well. We'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe next week we'll take some questions or something. Do like a, a mailbag and, and see who's got questions of anything. It could even be about Tommy Canely Twitch streams. Oh, yes. Let's let the listeners decide what we're going to talk about because I am running out of ideas. Yeah, it's like it's like charades. Basically, you write down what you want us to talk about. We pick them out of the bowl and then we're like, oh, let's talk about Brett Gardner because I don't know. The last time we picked a piece of paper out of something, everybody saw me without my hat. I can do that. I I can use one of my hats if that makes you feel better. <laughs> Fantastic. Or we could use one of the potted plant bowls that your cat knocks over. No. We're not discussing this anymore. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs>